Hey everyone, Lauren here. Hope you're all doing well. I just wanted to say thank you for listening and supporting Nightcallers. As you know, I do my show live every other Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Because it's a live show, sometimes there are issues on the guest end or my end that cannot be controlled. So sometimes they have bad connection or their equipment malfunctions. It's just the nature of the beast. So with this particular interview, there were some audio issues. If you'll fast forward to about 16 minutes in, that's when the interview starts to pick up a little bit and then it smooths out from there. I appreciate your support. Stay safe, be kind, and enjoy the show. What's up and welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. You are here with your hostess, Lauren Smith, and tonight we have Jeremiah Byron of Bigfoot Society podcast on. He is a podcast host and cryptid researcher, and we're going to hear all about the cryptid from his region, which he just did a presentation on at the local festival. But before we get into that, I ask that you show some love for the Nightcaller's crew by hitting the thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening to Nightcaller's on. Um, Show some love, subscribe so that you don't miss anything new, like, follow, all of that fun stuff. Um, Don't forget to go to nightcallersproductions.com where you can see everything that I'm working on and check out my merch. You know, support me. I would like to say that I just updated my merchandise and now have included Hunter's Orange or Safety Orange in my merchandise. So now you can rep Nightcallers and be safe in the woods at the same time. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get to our guest because I'm eager to have him on. Here's Jeremiah. How are you doing tonight? Lauren, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, you're a font of information. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> a font. <laughs> Is it font or fount? Font. I, uh, you know, it, it's it's you know, it's all it's yeah. all, all good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So. Jeremiah, I met Jeremiah. He asked me, he reached out to me a couple years ago and asked me to be on his show as a guest. Um, Mm -hmm. He was my very first interview that I ever did um, on somebody else's show as a guest. And so I was so nervous if you go back and watch. And oh, yeah, you didn't know that, that you were were my very first. Um, It is surprising. (laughs) um, So if you go back and watch carefully, you can see that the bottom of my shirt right here is very moist looking. I was so freaking nervous, but, um, but I had a a really great time. Jeremiah, he's a great interviewer. He brought me kind of out of my shell a little bit for that interview. Um, and we've been friends ever since we've had, um, we trade, you know, names and all of that. And Jeremiah has some amazing guests on you guys. So definitely check out Bigfoot Society podcast. Dot com, um, and you can find all of his works and his merch as well. He has really great merch. Um, you you can see here in a minute. I'm going to flash some pictures, and I actually have some of his merch, and it's amazing. Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, we have. I'm hoping that everyone can hear you. Um, we were having a little bit of audio issues at the beginning, where Jeremiah was kind of glitching every third word. Oh, I love this guy. Um, he uses it on his podcast. I don't think he uses it live. I'm not sure. Um, Chris Ramsey, he is from Iowa. And so we're going to hear all about not only the Bigfoot researchers that he has interviewed, his first Bigfoot um, outing, you know, and then also he is a subject matter expert on the Van Meter Visitor, which is a cryptid in Iowa. And so um, we're going to hear all about that and the presentation that he gave over that. So. So next weekend is the Falk Monster 
um, Halloween festival in Falk, Arkansas at Alex Smith Park. So if you guys can make it, please do. Um, I am not running the event this year. Um, Ann Osborne Walls and Keith Crabtree, so Squatch Dogs and Keith Crabtree are running the event. They have vendors, they have food, I think a food vendor, they have, you can just go set up a table, you don't have to pay anything, it's free vending. Um, and they have uh, free camping, of course, there's the costume contest, trick-or-treating for the kids, all of that. So you guys check it out if you're close enough, I'll be there. Um, like I said, I'm not hosting it this year, so I get to get, just go enjoy it with my kids and um, go see everybody. I'm not going to be running around like crazy this year. I'll actually get to go partake. So um, you guys, if you're in the area, come see me. Um, I'd love to meet a lot of you in person. Um, Tate, are you talking to me? I don't drink anymore. So <laughs> um, actually, yesterday was nine months of me not drinking anymore. So sorry, but you drink a PBR for me. Feel free. Have five. <clears throat> yes. So Keith Crabtree will be there. You guys can come meet the legend of Boggy Creek himself and, um, uh, meet just, there's a bunch of amazing people that will be there. Um, that some of them have amazing stories. Um, the locals there have fantastic stories. Seriously. They're, they're wonderful um, of just growing up in that area experiences that they've had. You get to kind of go see the area. You get to go visit the monster Mart two, three, seven grocery. Um, they have really good food. Monster Mart has amazing pizza. They use like double cheese. It's my favorite part of how, but you know, that's just me. I'm a foodie. Um, and then just the area is absolutely gorgeous. And so we'll, uh, you guys should definitely go check it out. <clears throat> Thank you guys for the congrats. <laughs> Okay, I, I think JB's not coming back, so I'm going to message him and see where he is. He left me. <sighs> I guess I could talk a little bit about this past weekend since, you know... Uh, we're kind of waiting. So I went to the uh, Washita National Forest this past weekend with a few um, fellow friends and researchers, and we camped out um, near Tallahina. And we had some calls on Friday night, some whoops, I would guess. Um, I'm really kind of, I'm a little bit skeptical of that area because of how how prevalent it is with Bigfoot researchers, but these were not owl, not, you know, just, they were, they were odd. We'll call them interesting. Um, and we had eye shine. Um, one of the people I was with, he just turned his camera to the woods. He has a little digital camera. He turned his camera to the woods and flashed it, flashed it, flashed it, flashed it. On the third flash, we saw two eyes looking at us. And then on the fourth flash, there was nothing. Um, it was pretty interesting. I also may have gotten a handprint on my vehicle as well as uh, fur dusting in the dirt on my vehicle underneath of it. Um, and then I had something bipedal walk by my camper at about two or three in the morning. And um, I thought it was the other 
person that was in the sleeping in the other vehicle, but um, he informed me that he does not get out of his vehicle at night, much less walk around in the dark with no headlamps. So, um, and then we also had whoops again that night. So we had, we had a lot of weird stuff this weekend. It was a very active weekend. Um, I was, I was here for it. Okay. Um, now that I've gotten that out, uh, the eye shine was white, like bright white. Okay. Hold on just a moment. I'm going to get JB on here. JB. How's it going? Your lips. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> I was like, your lips are moving. There's no noise. I have uh, headphones in. Okay. Love it. It's like it's like a badly dubbed Chinese movie right now. I don't know what is happening. I'm wondering if it's on my end or I keep grabbing yeah. my mouse. I put in um like I'm on LTE cellular on so it's a totally different like connection for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're sounding better now, so you should be good. You should be good. Let's just go ahead and try it, and then we'll... Um, <sighs> he is a Chinese movie right now. Um, okay, so, JB, I was bragging about um, your first Bigfoot outing that you went on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really, really cool, and ended up with uh, Tate Haran. Uh, and we went to um, Iowa. Cool experience. Experience, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, caught, uh, caught some stuff. On, um, to actually hear the audio, you can. This is YouTube channel. He's got a. Um, but uh, it weird weekend. I learned a ton. Being a better mindset that are are going. But but um, hot weekend is 110 degrees. Uh, on the Saturday we went out. We went anything in? Uh, so they we went out. We're just kind of, uh, but the next day, that Sunday, is to uh, really have in the campsite, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Get off my headphones. Real okay, yeah, try that. I do not know. I don't, like, I don't understand what's happening right now. You have a very nice basement. <laughs> Oh my, my goodness, this is so good. Like, this is... Do you want me to minimize you and let you get that taken care of? Okay, I'm going to minimize him right now. In all fairness, he watched me take out my teeth whitening strips earlier before we came on live, so... It's just, it's the night for it, you guys. It's just the night for it. Um... Okay. Okay, I'm going to have my mama pray over the show because when she does that, the show starts working and 
if I forget to have her do that, I have these issues. So, do not minimize men. Oh my god. <sighs> How about you men don't be so easily minimizable? Just throwing that out there. Um, anyways, so I may have had a possible handprint on my car. And I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I... <laughs> I thought it was my boyfriend's handprint because he's 6'7 and his hands are squatch-like. Um, so I had him come over there and I asked him if he had leaned against my car and he said no. Um, so I had him put his hand up there and it was bigger than his hand. Also different, it wasn't shaped the same. Like I had him do a test handprint on the window and his hand, he put it against there and there was, you know, all this space between his fingers. But in the handprint on there, it was like... If, if it didn't have a thumb. So it was like this. And then there was a little dot right here where the thumb would be, but it was down here. So it was like that. If something would have put its hand on there like that. Um, and then there was also the, um, I didn't see it till later, but a, a, like below that handprint on the fender, there was, looked like something had dusted fur against it. It's pretty interesting. Okay, let me try now. Hold on. Why are you glitched? Why? What? Oh my goodness. Alright, I'm going to remove him real quick. Okay. My mama has prayed over the show. By God. Oh lord. <laughs> JB, what did you do? I can't hear you at all and you're squishy. <laughs> this is going to be one of those nights I feel like. There's going to be a lot of editing of this episode. For sure. JB, I've got no audio coming from you at all. Um, on the bottom where it says mute, disable camera, are you muted? No? Yes? Mouth the word slowly so I can read your lips. <laughs> He's getting so frustrated. I'm so sorry, JB. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying, but you, you're gesturing angrily. With, with Maybe I'll send you a different link. Maybe that'll work. Let's try that. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm so sorry. Um, technology, and it always seems to happen to me. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Chris. Yes, um, this is the first kind of handprint I've ever had and something I forgot to mention. And I actually have pictures of all of this that I'll be sharing eventually, but, um, the handprint, when I shined my headlamp over it and, uh, took the picture, it had dermal ridging in it. Like, you could see the oil that it left behind and you could see all the, the ridging. So, um... And it was about the same, the oil that was left was about the same consistency as um, a human handprint, because it was about the same consistency as my boyfriend's. Okay, let's try this. Hi. <laughs> you can tell when JB's getting flustered because his hair starts growing in different directions. <laughs> 
You know what really sucks is I don't know anything about the Van Meter Visitor, and I've been looking forward to this show for a month because I have purposefully not looked up anything about the Van Meter Visitor because I was going to pump JB's brain for information. So, Is your presentation online somewhere that we could watch it? Okay, he hung up. <clears throat> Thank you for being patient, Chris and family, Nightcaller's family. Um, so the handprint had dermal ridging, which was really cool. The fur below it, um, it looked like someone took like a rug maybe and like a fuzzy rug and like, you know, got it on the side of my car in the dirt because it was a, it's a very dusty, dry, dirty road. Okay. He said unmute. Hi. Hey, can, can you hear me this time? No, I can hear still, you. Not, I can hear you. Oh, you, you can? Oh, yes. really? Is it doing yes. the skipping thing anymore? Kind of. Let me mute myself and see if that helps. Oh, my goodness. Check, check, check. Can you hear? Am I skipping a lot? Skipping all this word stuff? Less. So let's try it. Okay. Less. Less. Awesome. Let's, yeah, let's okay. do it. Let's do okay. It. <laughs> so I think it might be, um, it might be my audio glitching out your audio on that end. Cause I've had that, that issue before. So, um, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm not talking, I'm going to mute out. Okay. Okay. All right. So sure. give me just a second. I'm going to hook my little wireless mouse up so I can mute out easier without bumping the, Okay. We're professionals, you guys. Dude, this is be so taking notes. professional. <laughs> we this are really pros. Good. Please so support good. Bigfoot Society podcast and Nightcallers because we're pros. <laughs> we're impressive. <laughs> okay, tell me about your very first Bigfoot expedition. Mind you, this is after a couple years of listening and viewing all of my expeditions, and you wanted to go so bad. Tell us about that. So uh, it was, it was very interesting. Um, I did learn a lot. My main, my main goal for going was figure out how to interview people that I have on better, to empathize better with them, uh, realize what they're going to look for Bigfoot, and I feel like. I I was successful in that a hundred percent that um it you you know you're going out bigfooting and at the you're really going out camping so there's a lot of sitting around there's a lot you you, you have to be you know be going, going out with someone who knows how to take and i had learned a ton and i hadn't been hiking since i was in high school but um but definitely go bigfooting knows what they're up to. Don't just go by yourself and think you're going to have a good time. It's you need someone to show you the ropes, right? So Tate was awesome. He showed you know walked me through like all the gear he he has, and that guy has the gear. Um, first day, as I was saying before, uh, I'll start from the beginning. So we we went to a location. Um, and we went there a Saturday afternoon. 
and we were just hanging out, right? Uh, had some people over, played some, had a good time. Then, uh, so I'm sitting around the campfire. Tate was, uh, Tate's like, I'm going to take a nap, which at first I was like, that nap, but whatever, you do you. And then I realized later it's because hey, you need to get the rest in. I didn't get that. Okay, so that was the first lesson. Sitting around the campfire, and it was weird. We're out in the middle of nowhere, but so I'm actually on my iPhone, like cruising through Instagram, uh, <laughs> just kind of like waiting for Tate to, you know, to wake up and be like. And all of a sudden, like I, it was like you know how you hear of your hearing kind of like peripheral, like it was weird. Like in the wood, left ear, what I, I thought at the time was a not kind of sounded like it. That one we chalked up to recording of it. Of it. I chalked it up to maybe a big foot on the brain. There was some wind going on. It could have been something knocking against it. Like, uh, maybe not so much. That Saturday night, we didn't uh, happen from what I remember. But, but the next day, the temperature demand, it was 110 degrees heat index. So, so everything one was like, this is just like, no one wants to do anything, right? The next, I want to say like 30, 40 degrees, stuff started move, moving around. So me and Tim moving around camp, you know, we're doing all, all this stuff. I was muted. JB, you're, you've completely glitched on me. Hold on. I think he lost signal. He's even like frozen on my thing. I'll have to wait and see if he unfreezes and bring him back. Yeah, he's very frozen. Can you guys hear me okay? Is it like the whole connection or just JB's connection? Is there like an ice storm in Iowa right now? What is going on? Is there an ice storm where you are? You live up there in the there, north. There's totally an ice storm. Okay. Um, where did I where did I cut off? Around 30, 40 degrees, things started moving. Oh wow, okay. So so I will apologize to chat because I live in very rural Iowa and connection wise sometimes. Um okay, so 30, 40 degrees day. And uh, stuff starts moving around, right? Because like this is this is a lot better than 110 heat index. Me and State messing around, uh, doing stuff around camp, and, and then uh, hot diggity dang. So <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Oh boy, I am just totally like I don't know what to do. Um, 
buddy. You going to bed. High fives. See ya. No, 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 don't go over there. Okay. Yeah. I, this is awesome. Um, hmm. You guys forgot to tell me I was muted. I was literally talking to myself. Hold on. Okay. I got an idea. Okay. Here's the plan. Jer Tate. Tate. Can't be messaging me behind the scenes. Bigger than yours. So. Does that help? Does that answer your question there, bud? Thanks. Somebody asked a very inappropriate or scientifically motivated uh, question, and I answered. Okay. How about we do a Zoom interview, and we air it live, and have a Q&A with the chat. Okay. JB, I just sent you a message. Check the message. Okay. Okay, check the message. I have you on, but check the message. Air it live and have a QA with this. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. So Jeremiah doesn't do uh, live videos, you guys. His podcast is pre-recorded. So that's why he doesn't run into this issue on his show. Um, because he's pre-recorded most of the time. The only lives that he used to do were like on Clubhouse. So I, We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, all right. So we're. Uh, I can hang out, you guys, and do some live Q and A, or um, JB can do that. And uh, but if you guys want, we will just end the show. And uh, JB and I are going to have our actual interview on Zoom. We'll air it live coming up, and then we're going to have the live chat so that you can Q and A JB and not. So you can get you guys can get that font of information fount. I know he sounds good now, but wait till he starts talking. Go. Uh, I'm talking right. Okay. Does it sound any any different? Is it still? It sounds good. Really? Yeah. This is this is crazy town, USA. Like <laughs> seriously. Hot diggity dang. Okay. Tate, Tate, do I sound good? You do. Tate, of I... course, is is the final say on everything. So it, yeah, he is. Yeah. I can actually hear you right now. Literally, okay. sound great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm a mess right now. Okay, so <laughs> like we're so professional. Okay, uh, this will go down in history. Um, What's so funny is I just the guy got in through... the chat. I'm late. Is this a Bigfoot story? No, this is a story of technology going terribly wrong. <laughs> I literally good. Good just now, got I done think. like looking at a bunch of bad reviews I used to have on Nightcaller. So when I first switched to video interviewing. I had a different setup and I had it feeding through like three different programs to go live. And my, my audio was terrible. 
And so I had horrible reviews on Nightcallers. And I remember looking at, this was literally like yesterday. I looked at my comments and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have that issue anymore. And then the universe was like, ha ha. Wink. Wink. Okay. All right. You went on a Bigfoot expedition, your very first one, and you went on this expedition. <laughs> you, I, I feel like we're drunk yeah. at a party trying to finish a story. So you went on this expedition to get experience, and that way you could apply it to interviewing Bigfoot researchers, exactly. kind of know what they're doing exactly. so that you could ask better. Okay. Yep. So yep. while you were out there, tater tot, Hieronymus, no relation mm-hmm. to Bob, went and took a nap in the tent. You later found out why that is a good idea, but you did not know at the time. And while you were sitting there, you were hearing knocking. I heard one. It was one single knock. And one then knock. I was like, we we discussed it later. And we were like, ah, that was probably because it was super windy. There was almost a tornado that night. It, it was a crazy night. It, yeah, oh it gosh. was wild. Like, there's a part in the uh, in Tate's doc, which you really got to watch his search for Sabe, the Iowa episode. Mm-hmm. It's it's legit. Um, but uh, he shows the weather app on the screen. And like, yeah, we, we literally almost got uh, just taken out by a tornado. But thankfully, last minute, we were good. So, yeah, next day, um, 30 to 40 degrees, uh, you know. Uh, what's the word? 30 to 40 degrees. Um, change? Like a change. A temperature I'm, difference. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my mind back in, back in order right now. You are getting it back. Um, so there was a massive change and lots of activity yep. started happening. Yes, exactly. So we went through, you know, it was a, it was a great Sunday. We did uh, some cooking around the fire. Tate made some killer burgers. It was awesome. Um, you ate Tate's cooking. Yeah, it's actually, it was legit. Like, You'd be surprised. I was surprised. He's a great chef. Yeah, he's good. Um, I made some uh, freeze-dried meals so I could get the full experience, you know, mm-hmm. like, because it's been, um, I used to go hiking uh, with my dad when I was in high school on the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. in New England. But it's been, I mean, that's been about 20 years since I've done any of that stuff. So I had to get back into it. So fast forward to later that night, uh, we're sitting around the campfire it's starting to get dusk, right? Tate's like, hey, why don't I start doing some knocks? And I was like, oh, that's cool. So he starts doing some knocks. And immediately after, we start here. First, the first thing we hear is we hear a rather large tree get pushed over about 50 to 60 yards in front of the campsite in the woods. It was so loud that I was like, Tate, was that fireworks? And Tate's like, Tate's like, think about where we are. We're so far out in the woods, away from anyone. And also, if someone's lighting off fireworks in Iowa, they're not just lighting off one. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes that makes sense. It was more a huge tree falling over in just the sound of it. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Then a little bit later, of course. The first, the first uh, uh, lesson of that day we learned is you have audio recorder going all the time. So we did not get that on audio, of course, because that's what always happens, right? You have to learn those lessons. <laughs> Immediately after that, I was so frustrated because I didn't have my audio recorder going that I turned it on for the rest of the night. 
And then Tate, I believe, did some more knocks. And I got a knock on the right side of the campsite in the woods. We got that on audio. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the night, it just... We didn't even leave the campsite because it was evident that stuff was going on around our campsite. Gotcha. It was wild. And before we turned in for the night, I took my sound recorder. Uh, and on Tate's recommendation, I put it about 30, 30 uh, yards on the outside of our where the tent in the truck was on a picnic mm-hmm. table. Right. Um, so we put it out there. And then I got about seven hours of audio. The other thing I learned is that it's a very hard to work through audio. That t- that took me two to three weeks to yeah. get through everything. And I was talking to people like, you know, Chris Spencer, who was walking mm-hmm. me through like, okay, here's how you look at, you know, spectrographs and like all this stuff. And yeah. here's what you're looking for. Yeah. And I was like constantly sending sounds back to, you know, uh, people like Jonathan Easley and Ron Man Reed and Tate and Chris and like, hey, what's this? Is this a monkey? No, that's an owl. Because there's some owls that sound real crazy, right? And yeah. I didn't know that. But there was some weird stuff that we got on that audio. Um, we got we got more knocks for sure. Um, the weirdest thing we got was at 3.45 a.m. Um, we got the sound of a tent zipper being unzipped that freaked me out yeah I, I didn't know how to explain that and um the, the thing is i from what i remember i don't remember getting out of my tent that early like i didn't wake up and go use the facilities or anything right so i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't explain what that meant and i was like tate you can have this audio you can put it in your dock but i can't explain what happened because this is something that I've never heard happening before, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, like, you know, Bigfoot's going to use his, like, squatchy hands and unzip a zipper, right? Right. Until, check this out, Lauren. <laughs> so I started uh, this thing this last week where I take, I take live, uh, I do a live call-in show on, on right. YouTube. And, um, Which I warned you about, but you went ahead anyway. It's been great so far. It has yes. been really good so far. I know mm-hmm. eventually there's going to be this guy who's like, hey, cool guy, what's going on? And I have to be like, mute, mute, mute. But it's, yeah. it's whatever. It's like Clubhouse. So anyways, what I found out was I, I had Randy Harrington from Into the 400 call in. He's mm-hmm. a Ozark, Missouri squatcher, right? Right. And he was telling me random stories, these great stories about how you know, Bigfoot would go into their campsite and mess around with them and all this mm-hmm. stuff, right? <clears throat> he tells this story about how they got audio of one coming into their campsite and messing with the stuff on the table. Mm-hmm. And there was a duffel bag on the table. And it unzips the duffel bag. Stop it. And I was like, it's, I have this on camera where just like all of a sudden my face just like drops and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, that's, that's it. Like that's, we had something crazy go down that night. Absolutely. Terrifying. It is terrifying. It's terrifying that there's something that can do that. You know, that's like, as I've had the same yeah. thing, I've had something, I thought it was a raccoon. 
Um, I have a screened in portion of my tent on the front, but I keep the flaps open in my table in there with snacks on it and stuff. Cause we don't really have bears. Yeah. So we just have raccoons and something was messing with it. I could hear it walk in there and start messing <clears throat> with the cheese it box. And I heard the cheese it box fall over oh, wow. because I'm such a foodie that I know exactly how a cheese it box sounds oh, yeah. when it falls over. I got and it. I had both kids in there with me and I just reached up towards the front and I was like, Hey, go on, get, 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 go on really? now, go on thinking it was a raccoon right i hear like this i hear a footstep and it freezes and then i don't hear anything i don't hear it run off i don't hear it move the box i don't hear leaves i don't hear anything i wake up the next morning the cheese it box is standing up straight <clears throat> that's wild i mean shout out to cheese it it should be your sponsor really i mean they really should honestly <laughs> i take them every camping trip so but, but just saying like whatever it was I literally, I heard that cheese it box oh, and it was wild. standing up straight. So whatever. That is and, so wild. But they've, I've heard reports of um, coolers opening and closing, latched, latched coolers oh, wow, really? opening and closing in the middle of camp. Um, tubs like uh, Rubbermaid tubs, the lids opening and closing. I've also heard of raccoons doing that kind of thing, but I've never heard of a raccoon opening sure. a zipper. So. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's weird, right? Um, yeah. And. So I was keep, so I keeping tabs with some some people throughout the weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, Shannon was like, "You should you should play the baby a baby crying audio over a speaker," and I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. <laughs> and, and half of me regrets not doing that, but the yeah. other half is super like, who knows what we would have experienced if mm -hmm. that had been played because every time i've heard that being played uh it goes nuts like yeah it just it sets it sets them off so i don't mm -hmm. know what would have would have happened to be honest yeah yeah i kind of want to know but yeah that's you know. nerve-wracking but you had yeah. a good first experience out with the bigfoot researchers that's what tate kept saying he was like you need to realize that this is not normal and this doesn't happen all the time in that this is super like special that yeah. we're getting all this stuff. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, this is cool, whatever. And he was like, yeah. dude, this is actually really special. Like yeah. a lot of people go out and they don't experience any of this stuff. So I was like, Nothing. this is awesome. Think of it this way. Literally, you go into the woods <laughs> 10 times. Yeah. Maybe, maybe two times you'll have some kind of activity, not all of that activity at once. One of those things that happen to you will happen on a camp out one out of 10 wow. times. So it's, that's wild. You have to be consistent in Bigfoot research, but you had beginner's luck, which is yeah. Big time. <laughs> really yeah. Uh, I've heard, I've had, I've heard raccoons cut open tents. Like they claw it and cut it open and you know, and it sounds like a zipper. Yikes. But I've never, um, Doug Miller in the chat says that he has seen raccoons unzip small duffel bags um, looking for okay. food, but only if it's on the okay. ground, not, you know, on a, not a tent. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, you had a really good first experience. I'm really glad that you went. Um, I'm glad I that add, you got to Can go. I add something else yeah, as well? Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Um, Tate, remind me, it's, it, Tate, remind me in the chat about this. So... The other cool thing is that, um, you know, we're not we're not the only ones that have actually had stuff happen in this area. There are other researchers that have had action in this area 
region area that we were at and they've even gotten vocalizations mm-hmm. over the years so like this is definitely an area that we are keeping tabs on and uh you know hopefully be able to to look into again in the future so yeah um tate in the chat he said hearing a tree pushed over is something he's been dying to hear while squatching um i yeah i also have been dying to hear that in person i've heard tons of audio i've heard it happen in the woods but i have not heard it while enough activity was going on for me to think that it was sasquatch and see um, to me it's like yeah. whatevs like i heard that first time like i i have to realize how big a deal that is you know yeah yeah you had a really good first run like i'm really yeah. proud of you and i'm proud of you for sticking it out and not being like we need to leave because <laughs> there's a lot of people that no do doubt. that yeah nope um, we just FYI, you guys, we are streaming to both Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. So there may be comments that I talk about that you guys can't see. So, um, just FYI, I want to let everybody know we're also streaming to, I believe, Bigfoot Society podcasts, um, boom, boom. channel as well. So <laughs> we're, we're streaming to quite a few different channels right now. So if you don't see the comment I'm talking about, just know that you're, you're here. It's just, you know. Okay, so did you find that it helped you? Yes, definitely. Uh, oh yeah, big time. Um, now I'm now I'm thinking of things like, like I'm curious. Okay, what 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 do you do to keep yourself occupied in the daytime in your campsite mm-hmm. while you're waiting for the squatch stuff to happen? Or yeah. what's the weirdest thing that you've done uh, in your campsite to try to get you know? Bigfoot to come and mess with you guys stuff like that that I hadn't really thought of before but yeah. like when you're in that situation you're like oh, I wonder how people like uh, you know Jonathan Easley or, or Ron Man Reed you know how mm-hmm. they would do their thing in this situation so right well, that's yeah, pretty totally awesome I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you got to go and do that I found that researching also helps me ask better questions oh, yeah. um, because I, I know that for a while there I was asking some pretty generic questions almost to kind of repeat and then now i can ask more in-depth questions based off of what they talk about as well as my own experiences yeah um so that's awesome i'm really glad you got to go do that and i like i said before i really hope that i can get you out in the woods with me and my people um because every every group has a different way that they do it and also a different um well Doc, you have 18 other people in the chat with you as well if you <laughs> decide to stay. Um, Dude, eight... your chats are lit, man. <laughs> They're normally not. I've never had the the <laughs> I've never had the D word in my chat before tonight. So it's you, JB. You brought right. you brought I'm this bringing, with you. I'm bringing them in. You're bringing, bringing the trolls. The yeah, okay. Dude. So um. Anyway, but uh, every every group has different vibes that they put out and different ways that they oh, do sure. stuff. Like some of them, uh, like my group, we like to go out into the woods and hike during the day. We hike all over creation during the day. And okay. then we make it back to camp, gather our firewood, and uh, get ready for the night. And then we like to sit there by the fire all night until mm. like 2 or 3 in the morning um and let them come to us because we went out hiking all over and brought them back to us is kind of how we think um and then especially like we'll sit there 
and chat and kind of be very cognizant of our surroundings. We'll watch over each other's shoulder for eye shine. We'll be listening for stick breaks, listening for whoops, all kinds of different stuff. And then when we go to bed, we lay there and listen for footsteps, listen for more activity because they come nice. in even closer after you go to bed. So yeah, um, we've been pretty successful with how we do it. Um, so Love there's it. that. Okay, so <clears throat> switching from Bigfoot, let's go ahead and switch to your very own cryptid that you have there in Iowa. Yeah, so um, Iowa, you know, Iowa has some some weird stuff going on in it that I can talk about, but it has my my favorite regional cryptid, which is the Van Meter Visitor, right? So, you know, I live just outside of uh central i'm in central iowa just a little bit outside of it um and i'm close to the town of van meter you could say but it's got the van meter visitor is such a cool it's a winged cryptid uh back in 1903 there was this this cryptid that showed up and it's like an eight foot winged cryptid it's got a horn on its head it was um you know, sh shining light off, and it was just messing with the town for a week straight. And it's just, it's the craziest story. I remember when I first learned about this, about, yeah, there you go, right there. That's yeah. from the festival. <laughs> and uh, the Creepy Acres guy had a, a puppet of it this year, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a fun time. Uh, and not a lot of people have heard about this cryptid, but I mm -hmm. love it because it's like, it's the region, you know, it's like, rooting for your regional sports team right that right. no one else knows about but you're like you're all ride or die about it right and we have a super cool festival about it every year in the town of van meter but to tell a little bit more about the cryptid story so it's in late september 1903 and it all started uh the one this one night where it was very early in the morning and one of the uh the town elders and i'm paraphrasing some of this story uh, saw this thing jumping around from building to building top in the town of Van Meter with a light shining. And he was like, that's weird. Fast forward to the next night, I believe. And, you know, the bank manager is in the bank. People are starting to freak out because they're like, someone's, someone's messing with the town. He sees, uh, I believe this is a situation where they see the, the creature coming down the light bulb light pole upside down kind of like a parrot would and they he tries to he shoots out the window trying to shoot at it uh they can't touch it uh fast forward there's a few other scenarios where people try to mess around with it eventually they chase it out to a coal mine on the outside outskirts of van meter and so the town posses up right and they try to get out to the, the mine where it's been seen with a smaller van meter visitor so the town people they're all there as a posse they got their you know their uh weapons of choice and they try to take out the visitor but the visitor escapes in the mine never to be seen again and the des moines register paper was their quote about it was that there was enough firepower to shink sink the spanish armada that's mm -hmm. how that's how crazy these guys were shooting at these cryptids but the cryptids escaped and now the town of van meter 
uh, has a festival about it every year, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And um, we have uh, different people come in. Uh, I was able to talk this year. I actually did a presentation about uh, 1970s uh, Bigfoot um, that I did some, I did a ton of research about it, about something called the Iowa Bigfoot Information Center and uh, tracked down what it was exactly. And that was kind of my uh, first big investigation, investigative journalism piece. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was just, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I have an episode on my podcast where you can actually listen to that presentation. Uh, I don't want to, we can talk about it here, but it's, it's, it's such a good story that it's, it's fun to be able to listen to it and kind of like watch it and unfold in front of you. And what I was able to find out, yeah. uh, I got really deep into the story for about three months and, uh, made some really cool connections and found a lot about 1970s Iowa Bigfoot history that is not on the internet and not in any books. So it, it was super successful. Very that's, cool. That's really awesome. I'm really glad you got to do that because, you know, you are very knowledgeable on the subject and I know it means like it's a big deal to you. Um, so, I mean... I, I just like I, I never knew very much about it. I knew that it was a winged cryptid, and I happen to be very fond of those. Um, so, you know, just to me, the more the merrier when it comes to winged cryptids. Exactly. Um, I'm here for the Thunderbird. I'm here for the Van Meter Visitor. You know, Mothman. All of those. So, uh, I feel like humans we don't really look up enough. So. Also, that. the other cool thing I can add on to all that is mm -hmm. at the end of the uh, the weekend at like the final dinner where, you know, the uh, speakers are hanging out and, and other people from the town are there that do the festival. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I was invited to, uh, to join the, uh, the planning committee for the festival. Really? Which was really cool. So I agreed to that. And uh, that's awesome. Now I get to help um, form the experience that celebrates the cryptid that I love, which is like the most amazing validation ever, to be honest. No, that's, so that's cool. amazing. That's a huge honor. It really is. I was like blown away. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you guys yeah. know what you're doing? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, I'm really proud of you because you've come a long way from starting a podcast during COVID about Bigfoot yeah. to um, now chairing kind of chairing a committee i guess um or at least be part of the planning committee um part you, of it, yep. yeah yep. you have you gave a presentation you um are a subject subject matter expert on it and now you have in addition to bigfoot society podcast you have the iowa files there and yeah um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah let me clarify what that is so um also, so shout out to Jonathan Dodd. Uh, all the amazing yeah. artwork you've been seeing, of course, is mm -hmm. made by our friend Jonathan Dodd, who's done a ton of stuff for Nightcaller and really every amazing, yeah. uh, I mean, small town monsters, anything that you've seen that looks amazing is probably Jonathan Dodd, if it has Pretty something to much. do with cryptids, right? Yes. <laughs> so what I found, Lauren, is that, you know, while I was starting to do, while I was doing the podcast, I started, you know, looking into these things to do with Iowa and starting to research, you know, stuff besides the Iowa Bigfoot Information Center. 
and like started to go on things like my expedition with Tate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, this feels like I should be reporting on all this somehow. So what I ended up doing is I actually made like a second podcast called IO files and it it's uh one I have for the Patreon. So in the Patreon, I have a few episodes on this where it's like, you know, it has to specifically do with the Bigfoot expedition. Um, it has, you know, you can follow along as I was figuring out more um, things to do with the Iowa Bigfoot Information Center. And I actually have copies of all my research in there as well, where you can read the articles from the 1970s that have to do with, uh, the, you know, the uh, the Bigfoot researchers at that time. It's very cool. Uh, it's just that a thing for me to it's the way I get to really nerd out about cryptids yeah. in Iowa more so than probably people would be okay with in Bigfoot society. If I just started like slamming everything in there, you know, yeah, like this it. is the really deep Iowa cryptid stuff. If you're into that. So, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, again, it's not just for Iowa people, but I do understand, you know, um, but I mean, even surrounding States, um, they, it's, mm -hmm. they can venture there and research. So it's not, you oh, know, yeah. it is, it's not just for Iowans. Iowa. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Iowa. Iowa. Iowans. Okay. Thank you. Or Hawkeyes or Cyclones, depending on which sports team you're into. <laughs> that's, that's kind of too deep right there. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You right. Iowans. Yeah. I, I know quite a few of you and I love you all. Y'all are, y'all yeah, are very, too, we're too nice. People. Yeah. Uh, you are all very nice. I, I, yeah. you're like the Canadians of America. Iowa nice is pretty much our motto of the state for sure that's amazing i i guess i never put that together that all the iowa people i know are, are actually they're just really really nice people some of them are very emotional though but very nice they're canadians yeah, the, yeah are, i agree with that yeah the canadians of oklahoma <laughs> eh. okay yeah um, <laughs> hi richard thank you for being on here you missed uh you missed some great stuff so you're gonna have to go back and watch it okay <laughs> Um, so you have Bigfoot Society podcast where you interview, um, Bigfoot researchers, but also just cryptid researchers, if I'm, um, so I'm starting to, here's what it is right now. Um, so the, the main thing I, I do with Bigfoot Society is, yeah, I interview people mm -hmm. and it, it's mainly cryptid focused. And yes, it's a ton of Bigfoot stuff. It's because there's more people to talk to. Mm -hmm. It seems like more people are into Bigfoot. So it just works out like that. Yeah. I am going to yeah. start to put in other topics that have to do with weird stuff. Like I'll, uh, I'll kind of, I'll do a little pre, well, mm. I'll, I'll say this. Um, imagine weird legends and stuff you've heard of that might not necessarily be cryptid related, but mm -hmm. they're like about weird stuff happening in certain places of the world. Um, okay. I'm going to start talking to people about that or maybe, you know, people that research into, you know, ancient civilizations and stuff. You might start to hear interviews about that as well. So it's not, you know, I'm going to branch out a little bit. Um, also, the other thing that I've started to do, which has been super successful, even though multiple people have said you're going to get burned like crazy, not just Lauren, other people mm -hmm. have too. 
Um, I've started on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights. I do a uh, open phone lines thing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So far, it's been really cool. I yeah. know it's coming. I know the trolls are coming. So I'm ready. It, it'll be a clubhouse when people freak out on that. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's a fun time too. You can you can if you have a story to share. I've had people already. We're only four episodes in. And I've had few people mm-hmm. share their Bigfoot encounter story that have never shared it publicly. That's amazing. You're giving them so cool. an outlet to share their story, which is yep. what every podcast should be. Um, mine doesn't cater to everyday witnesses. It's more uh, Bigfoot researchers who are witnesses in their own right. But um, I welcome witnesses as well. Um, but but you know your show and other other shows like that they give the witnesses a safe place to share their story. Um, I wish you the, I told you, I wish you the best. I hope you get not one troll. Um, it's just that when I used to do live shows on night callers, we had live call-ins and, ah, I I will never forget. I had two that stand out and they were so good. JB, they, oh, he was in a cabin with his girlfriend and they heard something. No way. They heard something outside and, um, they kept hearing it. And so he went out onto the porch thinking it was a raccoon and there was a, something huge and white and hairy jumped off the edge of the porch and he saw the a glimpse of it go around the corner so he followed it and he went around the house and he got back inside and bigfoot was having relations with his girlfriend no way like, i couldn't he, i could not get to the hang up button fast enough and i was just the sitting there that long. he Holy did mackerel. and the other one i think it was the same guy but it was like five years later he oh, man. he told a similar story of Boy Scout camp, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is so good! We're getting this live!" And then, you know, and so. just nuke the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. Like all of us were hanging on his every last word. It was so. I got burned not too long after that, or I had people that would call in and just kind of promote their own stuff and get very windy with it, and it was like it. It yeah. eventually got to the point to where. We weren't getting enough substance to really have it be open. So I get it. I get it. Uh, one cool thing in um, that I take as a super huge compliment is I've had three or four people, totally unrelated people so far, that have said that like it is, um, it gives them the vibes of like old school coast to coast Art Bell yeah. type yeah. stuff. Not yeah. like not current current coast to coast am but like old school back in the day yeah yeah which is like that for you know if you're into like paranormal podcasting that is Mm -hmm. took that as a super compliment so that was oh of course of course i'm really glad that you started doing that it offers another layer uh to your show that other shows don't really have so i'm really proud of you um and like i said i wish you the best i hope it i hope it works out i hope it takes off so much that you just have live call-in shows that would you know, be that would be just, wild, wouldn't it? You just take callers the entire time. That would be amazing. It could, ha- it so, could happen, though. It could happen. So, yeah. um, okay. So, I I wanted to I know I want to um I wanted to ask. So your plans, you're taking it into a kind of a different direction. It's gonna it's gonna be weird society podcast now. No, I'm just kidding, but. Kind no, of. I'm, um, I'm keeping the name because I'm in too deep. <laughs> I can't rebrand. <laughs> you know. Really? Yeah, same. Yeah, I have you know. quite, a, quite a bit invested. So I just like do spinoffs of the same name. Right. Um, I had another question. I'm, I'm 
blah. Do you have any future plans to get out and, and research either? Like, okay, okay, here's my question. Okay. How does one research the van meter visitor in the field? Well, that's a, that's a super good question, actually. Um, a lot of it, I think, is... Uh, it, it helps being so close proximity to the area, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I can drive over there and I can <clears throat> drive down the road by the field where it was last seen that the mine was in that's now covered up. But in that, I can drive down that area, right? Is but, it really covered up? No, it is. It totally is. Um, is it? It's though? underground. There's a brick and tile factory uh, that's in that area. But um, there's an Expedition X episode where they actually tried to go digging for the mine. Um, that's a whole other deal. You can watch that if you want to. But um, a big thing, Lauren, is it's getting connections to people in the town mm-hmm. and hearing stories and becoming known for the guy that's into the into the weird stuff so that people um, are comfortable enough to share their stories. Because people are, you know, Chad Lewis who's the author of the book on the van meter visitor. You should mm-hmm. totally get it. If you're into that, um, he's still, he has people contact him to this day about like, okay, I was driving in the area around van meter and this huge bat like thing flew over my car or I found a, you know, I was walking my dog down the road and there was this huge, dead winged creature there but then when they came back it was gone yeah like there's still and this is just in the last few years there's stuff that happens you know so it's it's getting your name out there like going to festivals that are associated with the thing you're studying is very helpful yeah Uh, i mean i even had a guy come up to me that shared his bigfoot encounter story from the 90s in a town south of where I'm currently located, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. They were in a rock gravel pit and they were having all these huge rocks thrown at their heads. And it just pretty interesting story. So when was the last time the van meter visitor was seen? And if you already answered mm-hmm. that, I'm sorry. I think it's. So if we're saying we know it's a van meter visitor, like we know it is, mm-hmm. it would be 1903. Um, wow. It was chased out to the mines, and then mm-hmm. um, they tried to kill it. They couldn't kill it, and then it disappears. So there's a really funny theory that was brought up one year at the festival where um, uh, <laughs> some people are like, well, maybe it flew into the, the cave system and then uh, went out to West Virginia and became what's known as Mothman. the Mothman. <laughs> And I'm like, well, okay, no, because, <laughs> like, I'm not going to gatekeep what you think a cryptid is, but if you look at the description of the two cryptids, they're totally different. They're totally different, yeah. Like, it's, okay, they both have wings and whatever, but... They're not... Yeah, no, it's It yeah. makes for a good story, though, but... It makes for a great story, especially if you subscribe to, like, kind of the Hellier yeah. theory, where it's oh, like... Totally. Where it's the mammoth cave system is interconnected all over the United States. And that's how cryptids go underground to different states. And then also, I believe there was the word portals was used at one point. So um, 
Van Meter visitor goes in the Iowa portal and comes out over here right. in the West Virginia portal exactly. or Kentucky portal. Um, you know, then I just get in my head this picture of like Kentucky goblins and Mothman and Bigfoot and Van Meter visitor all down there, like having a party um, in the cave system. But anyway, um, so, yeah. <laughs> but if you subscribe to the mammoth cave system theory, um, it could be endless where they ended up, you know, like, Maybe oh, totally. they yeah. checked out Iowa and they're like, this place is uh, really like, nice. We're I here, like it. Dudes. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's only so much corn I can eat. So I'm going to hey, go over here easy, where there's easy. some deers. You, you, so that's what I thought too. It's all corn and field of dreams. Once you get <laughs> south of Des Moines, it's actually, uh, I don't know. Have you ever been in New England before? Like Northern no. New England? Okay. Uh, you're, it's it, there are very rolling hills it's not all flat there are rolling hills and woods and some of the state forests in iowa i mean they're almost as big as uh, salt fork okay I'm okay serious. like that's pretty awesome mind. yeah i feel like so, iowa is like an untapped bigfoot research mecca right now and i should end the show so i can keep it to myself like bigfoot researchers like to do um Okay. Don't worry about it, because Tate already put out the documentary about it, so secrets out. Tate. You know? mm. You're fired, Tate. <laughs> fired. All right, hold on. I'm trying to make sure I don't have any other um, All right. questions from the chat before we call it. What is the weirdest thing you've experienced on Bigfoot or something you've heard of? So, big, you're a Bigfoot podcaster. What's oh, the yeah. weirdest thing you've heard of? Cryptid? I want to add cryptid-related or not. Uh, it, it was my presentation on the the Ishkatini, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I've I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> we will. There's a lot of presentations that we we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> it yeah. was great. It was but wonderful. I can think of. I want to say it was. Uh, can't remember. Uh, it's terrible. Um, the guy from I know Squatch. I, this is way back early Bigfoot Society, like okay, probably early 2020 or late 2019. Okay, and I remember talking. One's uh, name is Rick Rellis. He's a researcher, and he told me this story about how they were they were in this forest. I can't remember where it was, and they see they see. Yeah, okay, we're we're going to talk orbs. So it's an orb story. So get ready. So they see a blue orb in front of them in the trail and they're all looking at it and they're like, what is going on? And then they hear something and they look behind them and there's a Bigfoot with his hands up controlling the orb. And I was like, totally like labyrinth, like David Bowie style. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking, but not, not David Bowie style. Yeah. But, uh, that's the weirdest thing I've heard for, you know, someone telling me a story like, so and, yeah, I actually had somebody on my show. Um, they gave the same account, but it was multiple Bigfoots, but they were all standing really? on a hill, like on a ridge across from the group. And they were all standing there also with orbs in their hands. Dude, that's wild. That is yeah. way, it was in Colorado. I'm not sure. Sh- 
I okay. want to say it was the Pacific Northwest, but it may have okay. been because this okay. this person was kind of a um, he was homeless. He's a homeless veteran, and he kind of travels all over um, and Dude, lives primitively. Awesome. Um, he he's a very nice man, and so he um, I had him on several times. And the very last show I had him on, that's the account he gave, and it just threw me because all of his other accounts were. Wow. very flesh and blood, very scientific, yeah. very, they were an even keel. And then the very last one, he's like the Bigfoot were standing there orbs doing a rave. And I was like, what is happening? So, um, but I've never heard that other than the account you just gave me. And that kind of now makes that's me crazy, feel bad. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's probably the weirdest one that I have, that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some, you know, the, the thing that I like about what I try to do with Bigfoot society is that, you know, there's so many different, like, you can take sides with all this, right? Real mm-hmm. easy. And oh, I yeah. try to have people on where, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, I talk to people that are like from the NAWAC, but I also talk to people that are like, you know, I have an upcoming interview with Tobe Johnson from Owl Moon Lab. Mm-hmm. And that interview gets <laughs> nuts. Yeah, I it have is, him on my on my list, too. Is the, have you not talked to him yet? I haven't talked to him about, like, obviously, I haven't interviewed him. I don't pre-talk to my people usually. I get okay. them scheduled by reviewing their research. And I've looked all through his stuff. And his, just from what I can see, it's a lot. Uh, you, I absolutely read the book. Read his book first. Okay. Um, but that, oh man, I would love to hear the interview between between you guys because like uh, the one we had, it, it got wild. Yeah. Like just like, and then, you know, like I have one, um, the interview with MK Davis releasing Friday. And that was oh, just, awesome. a, a lot of people are like, Oh, MK, blah, blah, blue, whatever. But like, yeah. we had a really good discussion about film mm-hmm. analysis and all. And like, yes, he has some interesting ideas, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. a, you know, each person, whether they're good, bad or evil. Yeah. They have knowledge to impart. It's just totally. whether they use their powers for good or evil. You know, it's I like, like I see people like MK. He has phenomenal film analysis knowledge oh my goodness, and skills. Yeah. Like, I mean, this man, he literally is so talented. It's just that he hung his hat on tearing down yep. the, P- the PG film. And totally. Um, and that kind of sucks because that so many of us believe in that. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, if, he, if we could use our powers for good, we could solve this freaking mystery. If we could all band together instead of fighting with each other. And 100%. Uh, I I am friends with people here in Oklahoma that, man, like they are so analytical and their their knowledge is on on point. And they have this this like 20 years of knowledge that they could put into this. And they've done experiments in their areas that are amazing, but they won't share that with anybody. They keep it right here and they won't share it with anybody. And then they won't um, try any other methods because those won't work. And I'm like like guys if we could just like band together we could probably solve this and be yeah with it. oh yeah like help each other if you help the other guy win you're gonna win yourself you know yeah it's like, that's how we'll it works. 
Yeah. Nice we'll Tate. all win. So yeah, yeah nice. I agree. Tate, I'm the same. I'm a squatcher, not a fighter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, MK, he's he's a font of information as well. Like I I love reading his analysis and and I I view his stuff a lot. Um, I'm pro PG film, um, even after reading his analysis, but I I do enjoy his work. He's he's very knowledgeable. So, mm-hmm. um, like I could not do half of what he does. It's amazing. Um, Tate had to bring it up. <laughs> he had to bring it up. Tate. Date, I will put you in timeout. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that too on YouTube. So yeah, watch your blood through. pressure, your blood pressure, Tate, <laughs> man, cannot handle this conversation. <laughs> oh, tater tot. Okay, so I'm glad that the interview could finally pop off here. We had a little so bit of technical I. difficulty. I'm going to try to take the video down off YouTube, edit it and put it back up so that it's a little bit easier for people to follow. And then I will um, take the audio for the podcast part of my show and I'm going to clean this up. But thank you everyone who stuck with us. Um, Thanks guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Sometimes this stuff happens. It's the year 2022. We don't even have hover cars yet. Live streaming is glitchy sometimes. Um, Tate. Oh my gosh. What a cool dude. <laughs> um, okay, so if you guys have questions for JB that you did not get to ask, be sure to contact him at uh oh yeah, uh bigfootsociety at gmail.com. That's bigfootsociety at gmail.com. You or can you check... can go to bigfootsocietypodcast.com yes. and there's a contact form there too. Yes. So. Um, also, his Patreon is on his website as well as the Iowa files. Um, so if you guys have questions you did not get to ask him, be sure to contact him through those places and check out his merch because it's pretty sweet. Um, you can see, I'll, I'll one more time, I will put a picture of his favorite merch model up there you uh, go oh hold on i skipped it my bad yep. there, there you, you go nice. so you guys um be sure to check out his merch he has some awesome beanies um he's got shirts he's got stickers he's got all kinds of stuff so you guys go check it out i have worn um the shirt and i have a sticker and i have gotten a lot of people that have talked to me about um bigfoot it started a lot of conversations so that's okay you too because yeah. mike casey oh, yeah. wears a pin mm-hmm. and when when he does stuff i'm not gonna say uh, let's say his job yeah. and he has people give him accounts all the time yes. because they yes. see the bigfoot yeah. that greg morrow from all dot the dot weird designed and they're like, oh, I got a Bigfoot story, dude. So yeah. I'm not going to say that you're going to get Bigfoot stories, but you're going to get Bigfoot stories if you wear one of the yeah. shirts. So You're going to get Bigfoot stories, or at least you're going to get Jeremiah some more listeners that will give him those Bigfoot stories. Totally. And then you get to listen to him. So win-win, Wink. go buy Wink. his merch. I don't know why I'm firing pistols right now. Uh, <laughs> Is that Yosemite Sam? Hey, bing, 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 bing. Oklahoma State. It's the Cowboys. I don't even like the sports ball. I have no idea why that just That's Yosemite Sam. Okay, we'll go with that. I like that better anyway. All right, so thank you, JB, for coming on. JB, hang out afterwards for a minute if you have time because I have to talk to you about something. Ruh-roh. Okay, you got it. Thanks so much for having me on. You guys all rock. Yes. Um, Thank you guys for staying with us again. All right, you guys go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com as soon as this podcast is over. 
All right. All right. Hold on, JB. Okay. Okay. All right. So thank you guys for hanging on tonight. I know that it was a little rough in the beginning because that kind of stuff happens. I will edit the heck out of this episode so that um, it's a little bit easier to listen to if you guys want to go back and listen to the whole thing if you came in late. Um, So I'm going to try to start doing a live stream I will have a guest on every other Wednesday. On my off Wednesday, I'm going to try to do a live Q&A with just me and whoever wants to join in in the chat and we can have some cool discussions. So if you guys are into that, give me a thumbs up. Let me know Um, if you would rather just me not get on. That's fine, too. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I will get on here and be windy all by myself. All right, so you guys, be sure to go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com, check out his merch, check out his Patreon's content. It is worth the money, let me tell you. Um, JB, he works his podcast and his content like it's a full-time job, so he is producing a lot, so you guys go check it out. Also, while you're at it, if you don't mind going to NightcallersProductions.com and checking out my merch as well, I have re-uploaded the logo the full color logo you can get stickers shirts hats all of that also in again hunter's orange or safety orange for going out in the woods and being safe during hunting season trying to find the hairy big guy okay now you can also check out my affiliates there weird realities podcast beaver hook productions and bigfoot crossroads and bigfoot club so thank you guys for being here stay safe be kind and i will see y'all next time